Country Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing pretty good. It's yeah. fun. Enjoying myself. It's a nice uh, sunny afternoon, and I think you and I are going to go uh, eat some good food tonight. Maybe have a cocktail. So, Oh, yeah. Maybe have a couple cocktails. It's going to be yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Bo and, Bo and John David getting together and having cocktails? Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like Sounds us at all. Fantastic. Yeah. Followed up with smoking some delicious pipe tobacco. Man. Yeah. We're going to... All right. So so we got we got some good plans for tonight. We've got yeah. some good food in our future. We've got some good drinks in our future. We've got some good times. But man, uh, first, we got a, a podcast we need to record here. And let me tell you... Oh, I'm, man. We got to do that? <laughs> Man, of course we do, and it's a good one. I'm 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 excited because I get to I get to pretend to be Hugh for a little bit, <laughs> you know, which is which is a, a scary prospect, but I think uh, I think it, I think it's gonna be a fun one. Hey, you know, speaking of car- scary prospects that include a lot of fun, you know, where else also is exactly that <laughs> scary and a lot of fun that involve us? Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Pipe Show. Uh, no, man, Las Vegas. <laughs> international pipe show i love you if you if you haven't listened to country cry radio for years like you know when we went to the texas pipe right. show the first time <laughs> years ago, you know bo would do this you know goofy little thing where he would you know shoot his little pew pew guns yeah. or whatever like yeah. we, we're talking about Texas. so now he's doing the same thing but um <laughs> but but it's slot machines yeah it's, and what, it's better and what, when you explain and it. what this noise yeah. what noise did they make again bo? <laughs> That's the that's the sound of your money going to MGM or the Bellagio, <laughs> the Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No man, we're going to the international or the uh, the Las Vegas Pipe Show, Las yeah. Vegas International Pipe Show, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We are actually going to be doing a live Country Squire radio uh, from the Pipe Show, and we would love for you to be there. You absolutely need to make plans. It is coming up this October. Uh, John David, tell them the details of the dates and the times and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. We actually need to try to do a better job of pointing people to their website. That's and, a great, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so go to VegasPipeShow.com. Our friend Brian Levine of Pipes Magazine fame has done such a good job putting this together. And it's it, this is going to be the first year of kind of a rebirth of this show, but That's also right. it's going to be it's going to be something you're going to want to be a part of because it's really setting the tone for what could be the granddaddy of them all. This is this is really exciting how it's setting up. So the show is in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's Friday through Sunday, October 21st through 23rd, 2022. And I mean, it's just going to be a great time. They have, uh, he, the way he's got this set up, obviously, when you think about going to a pipe show, you're interacting with carvers, tobacco blenders, resellers, or, you know, estate collectors, all these kind of, you know, you're going to get all that. Yeah. But the beauty of this particular show is that Brian, as a as someone that also, you know, he's been in the pipe community a long time, but he also is in the pipe media pipe part of this. That's exactly right. And he understands the, you know, the importance of kind of what we what we do on this side of the spectrum. And so he is, you know, really setting up an entire portion of this to be very friendly and and focused on all the new pipe media that we see and think about the YouTube channels, the Instagram posts, the podcasts that are out there, all the great content that's being put out by others and 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 of course yours truly as well. Oh man, and, we will uh, be like the least interesting people. Oh, you dude, know I, mean? I know. Like, I'm so excited. Be a great, we, we, great we'll be like the the little uh, court jesters that come out when everyone's <laughs> like are, when everyone's already drunk their full their fill, you know, right, they'll be like, right. "All right, send in the, you know, the send in the squads, the, the scrubs." Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we uh we're going to be doing a live show 
uh, there on Saturday at 5 p.m. And uh, so excited about that. So, uh, man, just look forward to to seeing you and hopefully getting to getting to meet you, getting to meet some, you know, pipe smokers and enthusiasts, you know, certainly from the Western part of the United States, but we anticipate folks coming from all over the world. So yeah, we want you there and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's an international show. So no matter where you're tuning in from, make your plans, come out to Las Vegas. It's going to be a blast. You're going to get a chance to meet with John David and myself. And like I said, we will be the least interesting people you will meet compared to all the amazing <laughs> talent uh, from the industry and enthusiasts and beyond. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We yeah. hope to see you there. All right, man. So we're doing a fun one. It's a, it's a from the library and you know, I'm, I'm excited for this because you know, typically the way this works is you kind of come and you've, you've got like an article you've read or you've got a book you've been reading something that's just been on your mind. And I think that I speak for all of us when, <laughs> when, when I, when I say the response has been, <laughs> I think I speak for all of us when I say the response has been decidedly mixed. Well, yeah, yeah like, no, I mean, like, I think it's, it's just, it's such an interesting, it's an interesting uh, yeah. practice, but I do think it speaks to the contemplative pipe smoker. And I think that's that, like, I, I think I've always understood your heart for, for this series and wanting to be exactly that a place to kind of like you pack your pipe and you enter into that contemplative state where you're having kind of those conversations and like, I think it's great. I'm like, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I want to give it a try. I'm excited. I mean, let's, let's let Bo give it a whirl and see, you know. Well, so this is the thing. Well, that's I, good. I am, I am of the mindset that a from the library works best when it's, it's like perfect for our audience. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense for our audience. I also am of the mindset that, you know, you can go out looking for content right. or sometimes the content just presents itself. You Ooh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the Ram just appears in the, in the, in the thicket, so to speak. Like, you know, the, the sacrifice <laughs> was provided for you. You had to do no work yourself. Oh, you understand what I'm great. saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so I was, uh, recently, I was recently at a family reunion. Yeah. In Pensacola. And I mean, I've mentioned this before, but this is such a big deal. It's like my my family on my mom's side, they all come out and it's like it's like being at Christmas again, being around so many different cousins. It's a big Catholic family and like Catholic in, in every way that that implies. So there's just so many children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is it is a massive family and it's just it was a blast this year. One of the things that, that you know, all right, this is a quick aside and it's, it's relevant. One of my cousins has been dating this boy, right? Yeah. And uh, whenever any of my cousins are dating some, some guy, I'm, I'm typically, everybody, it's known, like, I, I hate whoever. You're the defensive one. I'm, I am. Right. I am. Like, basically, the, I'm like, like why? <laughs> oh, do, who's this boy? Exactly. Huh? Yeah. Why, why do you feel like you belong in this family? Like, like what do you, what do you, what, you know, hey, back off, you know, like that, that kind of thing. I'm, <laughs> And like, it's so interesting. So, so one of the younger cousins, she just started, she was dating this boy for a while, but then the boy broke up with her, but then he wants to get back with her. And so she made him come on this family trip, but not as her boyfriend Ooh. as like a test. Right. Ooh. And so I, I walk Man, up. That's, that's, that's got guts. She's putting, she's putting him through the ringer. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, well, if he really wants it, then yeah. Well, part of the problem is like all like, and they're, they're like a younger, they're like a Gen Z, right? So they're, they're a younger, yeah. like era of cousins. Right. And like a lot of those cousins all like him. Like, so, cause he's been part of like, like family gatherings before. And so he's yeah. known by the family. He's a known entity and that sort of thing. So, you know, you know me. You you know me. You're gonna, you're gonna find the thread. You're gonna pull the thread. Well, I you know, and I, I you're gonna find the button. You're gonna push the button. I, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, so you're the one everybody's talking about. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I said, I guess. And I was like, okay. He said, well, you know, it's it's always, I guess, it's good to be talked about. I was like, sometimes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, so I was giving him a hard time. Come to find out, this dude's a pipe smoker. 
Oh, this man. Took, I know, I know. And I'm like, <sighs> and like, you know, and I'm, and so like, I'm, I'm hearing him talk about some stuff. And like my other cousins, my young, some of the younger cousins, they just started getting into pipes and everything. And they know about the podcast That's and, great. and everything. Yeah. And so, so I got, we got a chance to like smoke some pipes with my cousins and everything. <laughs> and anyway, I find out this dude's a pipes. And not only that, like he knows some stuff. You're like, dang it. I kind of got to like him. No. Well, like, like it wasn't like I kind of got to like him. I started to like him. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and, and like, even like we went out and then we were like, we, we did kind of a fishing trip <laughs> with a lot of the, the cousins and uncles and everything. And he was out there with us and we're hanging out. We're talking. I'm like, like he, he and I even shared a moment. We're like, I made a like a star like he and I made a Star Wars a, a obscure Star Wars reference at the exact same time Ooh. in one of those like did we just become best friends moments? You know, it's okay to like find a you know be be okay with like your future cousin in law. No, I mean it, once he is the cousin in law, it's great. <laughs> but anyway, but point- you're not in till you end. <laughs> but anyway, so it, it, he very well might may be listening at this point. I have no idea. But the point is that like, you know, <laughs> it was an interesting it was an interesting time with the family and also because of the pipe connections, a lot of cousins were were asking a lot of questions and yeah, sure. you know, I'd brought a bunch of like really good pipe tobacco and I gave them a lot from my cellar actually kind of like passed it around. I That's think I great. Even, like I even sent some back with with the boy. I was like I was like, "Hey, you know, when you get back home, give him this pipe tobacco." <laughs> But don't tell him I like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. In fact, I was telling my cousin. I was like, you know what? I realized. Like, did you realize that you were way too hard on my sister's uh, boyfriends? <laughs> so I was like, no, that's uh, not what I realized. Definitely wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, but yeah. So we, uh, I was on this trip, and while I was there, I was actually uh, hanging out with another cousin or another uh, cousin-in-law. Yeah, uh, who also had to go through the ringer <laughs> right. for a long time. But he's a lawyer, and he's a devout Catholic. And as you know, a lot of my family is. Yeah, sure. And you know, we were we were talking about a bunch of different things, and he happened to mention this magazine that he reads called The Lamp. Okay. Yeah. The Lamp is interesting. It's it's a relatively, as I understand it, new magazine to kind of read. It. It's the uh, it's a bi monthly magazine discusses culture and politics from an Orthodox Catholic perspective. Okay. Yeah. And to hear him say it, it's kind of big in like Catholic legal circles. It's like got a very niche audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure they have kind of grander visions for you know who they want to get. But in terms so of folks that are super intellectual. And also happen to be Catholic, and, like, and typically in the legal space, in the, in the legal space, exactly, this is kind of a kind of a thing, right, right, okay. right. So yeah. he read this article, like this article came up, and he instantly thought of me, and I was, and he was telling me a little bit about about it, and it's kind of a parody article, you understand? Okay, okay. And as as he sent it to me, I was like, well, he, I was telling me about it, it, sounded pretty funny. I said, well, send it to me, and as I was reading it, I thought, oh. This is a from the library. This is it. This is this is this needs to be on from the library. John David from the lamp. This is an article called Second Wave Tweed. Okay. Okay. Second Wave Tweed, and it is by and I apologize as always for mispronouncing names, but uh, by Monica Costa, I yeah. believe is is the name. I here. think I think you nailed it. All right, here we go, and I'm I'm going to uh, go. Uh, pause me. I'll pause at times, but feel free to pause yeah, me along sure. the way. Okay. Great. I'm sure you know the Tweed guy. This is the guy who, inspired by Tolkien or Waugh, has adopted as a daily attire the shooting costume of a mid-century English country squire. (laughs) Of course, he doesn't always get the style right. Sometimes he ends up looking like an Irish grandpa who lives in New York but supports the IRA or like a Yorkshire gangster. Does this person listen to Country Squire Radio? It might. Yeah, it might. Yeah. (laughs) Replete with flat cap and whippets. Does this person?
person listen to Country Squire Radio? He might well be one of our customers. Every now and then, he understands better than the other Tweed guys that his dress is for outdoor sport and wears a shooting jacket and breeks everywhere. Usually, he lives in Washington, D.C., or perhaps Atlanta, although occasionally he is genuinely English. He smokes a pipe. If he is from the South and identifies with Walker Percy, the pipe may be a corncob one. Frequently, although obsessed with Catholic authors, he is Anglican. Man, that this is this is getting kind of close to home. Is that not getting close to home? <laughs> All right. All right, let's see. Let's see where it's going. All right. About 40 years about 40 years ago, he was briefly mainstream or at least socially recognizable. The TV Brideshead Revisited and the Young Foggy Handbook were major milestones in Tweed Guy history. In the 1980s, Tweed Guys could be found at the University of Chicago and at Oxford and Cambridge, not not our Oxford John David. Not the, not not the, the stupid one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were typically middle or upper middle class and could afford to have an appropriate Tweed suit made to specifications by a reputable tailor. Often, so I got to ask you, yeah. John David, as, as yeah, yeah. We're, we're kind of, you I'm know, getting the flavor of this Tweed guy. Yeah, you're, getting, you're getting the yeah. flavor of the Tweed guy, I, I'm right? kind of, I, 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 I kind of take resemblance to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I resemble that remark, right? Like, right, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Often the imag- American graduate students weren't consciously imitating Brideshead. They were emulating a kind of mid-century Hollywoodish masculinity yeah. of whose origins they were likely unaware. The British students were genuinely embedded in upper-middle-class society and could not be accused of play-acting. And, and when they graduated, they would often find jobs in some suitably tweedy field. Antiques, archival work, writing for The Spectator. The 21st century Tweed guy has taken up the worst instincts of the mainstream Tweed guys of the 80s while being mostly unlike them. The second wave Tweed guys have splintered upper middle class hipsters who own a Tweed blazer or two, but not as a dedicated thing versus acolytes of the Tumblr movement known as dark academia inspired by anime and school uniforms. We'll pause here. Are you familiar with... Oh, this is fantastic. Are you familiar with Dark Academia? Is no. That, no yeah, it's so, it, it, all right. So, mean neither, not really. Okay. However, as I understand it, and so our listeners who actually are familiar with that whole space, you know, feel free to correct me, but it's like that, you know, kind of the, the Harry Potterness. Of like, you know, that, you know, living in a boarding school, everybody's kind of like, you know, gothy and studying, you okay. know, like high academics and that sort of thing. Okay. And, okay. You, you know, it's, I think it's, um, you know, I, it's almost like a, you think about like Catholic school, right? Like when we were growing up and kind of the imagery around like Catholic boarding schools, yeah. it was all very kind of like oppressive yeah. and, and kind of like this, like really kind of controlling, like, no! talking right you know, with like a nun ruler on it yeah <laughs> so i think the idea is that it's kind of taking like that like that that iconography and kind of twisting it and owning it in a different kind of way okay as i understand it with kind of like some like sometimes fantasy elements of like a harry potter or, or something like that okay i could be totally wrong so i i apologize to everyone as uh if i'm if i'm mis, <laughs> uh misrepresenting this group of people but, but that we're is, gonna roll with it we're gonna roll with it okay i mean i, I feel like this is giving us kind of a sense right like the, yeah <laughs> what we're, we're yeah learning. meanwhile the mantle of the young fogey the political tweed guy has been taken by a generation of young americans often 
Anglican or recently Catholic and active on Twitter who wear, who wear thrifted mass produced hand-me-down tweeds, probably not tailored, probably not matching, certainly not matching their shoes. And imagine that it brings them closer to the greats. Yep. You know, it's interesting watching your face here because I feel like you feel judged and seen at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he's, he's talked or she is talking about, you know, you've got tweed guy, right? Right. And there's tweed guy that, you know, used to be like a thing and was more of a, like, it sounds like kind of a, you know, a, like a serious thing. Right, right, right. But, but now you've got second wave Tweed guy. And, and and Tweed guy, you know, original Tweed guy, he was he he was kind of quirky, you know, but he but he could kind of own his quirky. Right. You know? But then you've got this second wave Tweed guy that is more like, well, you know, he's kind of taken the 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 bad stuff from first Tweed guy <laughs> and he's kind of made it maybe a little worse. Right. And also just kind of tacky. Right. A little a little on the tacky <laughs> side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are worse things. Consider the Cambridge guy. He knows he's not a country squire. And religion doesn't interest him. He's nostalgic, but if you could ask him what he'd do with a time machine, he'd go back to the 1940s and invent both the atomic bomb and Playboy. (laughs) Like the Tweed guy, Cardigan guy smokes a pipe. He wears round glasses. The theory kind made popular by Pierre Bezhikov and... Trotsky. He has politics, but they are unsentimental. Libertarian, or perhaps Marxist. He reads fiction, not Waugh or Kenny Graham, but Stoner, or maybe Brett Easton Ellis. When people talk about Mad Men in connection with the dress scene, he uh, pretends he's never seen it, but it's the closest thing that he has to a religion. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got the we've got entering into the picture here the the uh, cardigan guy right 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 and it's interesting because like as we paint this picture it is they are connected by the pipe aren't they yeah yeah no they are um you know yeah so he, you know he's he's like uh, not admitting to the fact that he loves Mad Men or or even that he's seen it but like you know secretively like this is the aesthetic that he's that he's worship he's he's worshiping exactly he's well, like, if, if he admits that he's seen it then yeah. then the, he can no longer own like oh no this image just happened right this whole yeah. this whole lifestyle is just this is natural to me as opposed to just trying to recapture that yeah like it's yeah. been it's been addiction water of his religion would be like you know an old-fashioned made in the uh don draper style you know what i mean <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. The Tweed guy is often married. The Cardigan guy has a girlfriend with whom he's not sure he sees a future. If he is middle-aged, the girlfriend is not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Cardigan guy owns the place that we're staying in right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Personally, I think the political views largely based on the fashion of a particular decade are no political views of all, at all. In the spirit of civilizational preservation, I propose a provisional alliance with the new Tweed guy against the Cardigan guy. <laughs> Look, I'll tell the Tweed guys that man wants to change your way of life. He's the harbinger of a nuclear age that turned country horses into field hospitals, churches into community centers, and traditional men's tailors into department stores selling ill-fitted polyester monstrosities. His Cardigan may be wool, but he's developing synthetic fibers in the lab or genetically engineered crops that will kill off the world's sheep. He's trying to get your wife hooked on barbiturates. He wants to party at the Playboy Mansion. You want to reap 
at the shrine of Bride's Head. Come with me if you want to live. So this article, like I said, there's just so much that seems like this person's a country squire radio listener. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, yeah, no, it's it's hilarious. Um, you know, so she's she's caricaturing pretty accurately. You know, so some of these some of these guys that kind of had this like, you know, mid century upper class aesthetic right you know intellectual but then they when they pull it off how she, i love how she says like when they pull it off it kind of comes across not it, it comes across more as like you know she says the the irish grandpa you know with the curmudgeon hat <laughs> right, right or the you know new york the street guy you know that's fighting for the ira or something right, it's like right, it doesn't right. come off as this kind of classy thing that they're necessarily going for and then and then how she goes on it's like you know a lot a lot of times you know, these people will wind up kind of adopting a, a an, an aesthetic, a theme of people that would not think the way that they think right. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so it's like they've got this like, you know, they've got this kind of thing going on. But then, you know, these are the same people that, you know, like she said, would go back and invent the atomic bomb and, <laughs> and, and the Playboy, you know. For the, yeah, for the cardigan and it, guy. Yeah, it's like, so it, it's, it's funny to me. It's like, well, you know, you've got this cardigan guy that he has this aesthetic, but then... Yeah, I, I just I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think she's I think she's onto something. Here. It's I just think it's hilarious. Like like it's it's a funny kind of a, a breaking down. You know, we we actually talked about it in the early days of Country <laughs> Squire Radio. How if you look at like Seinfeld, what was Seinfeld if not kind of chronicling this this tension between yuppies and hipsters, right? Yeah, like, sure. And so you know you had kind of the the Seinfeld as kind of the yuppie, and you had kind of Kramer as the hipster, and they were living right across from each other, and they were constantly at this. You know, they were friends. There yeah. was there was things that unified them, but there was also this kind of constant tension that like existed between them. If it, that's one lens, obviously you can <laughs> read Seinfeld. There's a lot of lenses you can see Seinfeld through. But you know, I think that there is something interesting here because unintentional or not, like the pipe kind of unifies these these uh, these two groups of people to some extent. Yeah, and for to, you could even make the argument for to, in similar ways, right? Like both of these groups of people, the the second wave Tweed guys and the Cardigan guys, are not necessarily being like presented wholeheartedly as authentic individuals, right? Like they both are kind of in this, you know, trying to capture something or trying to like yeah, project sure. something. And so even in the way in which the pipe is kind of relevant in this, like it's, it's still kind of presented as it's yet another tool in the way in which it's a prop. Exactly. In, in some way, it's not necessarily an authentic exactly. thing, you know, it's, it, similarly, it, very often, I think, as she's saying, like towards their maybe necessarily their you know Anglicanism or <laughs> or recent or that they've become a quote recently Catholic, yeah, uh, you know, and it's like, well, they feel like they've kind of got to fit the part, so it's like, well, you know, how do we? You know, it, it, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. This yeah. is what I love about this because when my cousin brought this We're up all to me, guilty of this to some degree. Oh, right? oh no, yes, we, we find things we identify with, and then we're like, well, you know, I, I when I identify with this, I feel like I'm part of something greater than myself yeah. or maybe more timeless or historic or, or part whatever. of a community, part of a community. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, so I'm going all in, even though I want to go back and like, you know, orchestrate the end of the world. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just, it's so, I think, I think, think uh, less CS Lewis and more like, Robert Oppenheimer. Like, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to invent the nuclear bomb. <laughs> well, all right. So, but to give it a little bit of like a, uh, you know, so just kind of get into the, the pipe, the pipe element of this though. Cause like, I, I think that for me, like looking at this, like in the way that it's presented, the pipe is very much a tool, but the reality is even in so much as there's these two group of peoples that are being parodied, right? Like these are like, yeah, sure. you know, obviously there's a, it's, it's a joke. It's fun. 
But like the reality is, is like even the groups that are being <laughs> like parodied here, like within those groups, you're going to find different people that, that in, do that actually enjoy the pipe. Maybe they picked it up as a prop. Yeah. But they may like actually enjoy it. And I have found so often that you can like sit down with a very diverse group of people and enjoy a pipe. And you know what? Like sometimes we don't always have to team up with the second wave tweet against the cardigan guy. Maybe sometimes we can sit down with the cardigan guy. And <laughs> and if the cardigan guy, if the cardigan guy actually appreciates the pipe and pipe tobacco he's enjoying, maybe he was never really a cardigan guy at all. Or maybe maybe the pipe is what saved him. Ooh. And like the cardigan. It's his new religion. He traded Mad Men in for the pipe. Right. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe the cardigan is what, or the tweed was kind of what uh, brought him into it. Right. But the only thing he left with was the pipe. Yeah. Pra- <laughs> praise God. <laughs> wow. You know, it's interesting, though. It, you know, having said that, though, having said that, uh-huh. <laughs> I can think of people right now, specific uh-huh. names that will not be said. Of course. That used to have a very distinctive aesthetic in their presentation sure that the pipe was a part of okay and now these are pipe smokers who enjoy the pipe who just are more normal <laughs> do they get married do that uh <laughs> they get domesticated some a of, bit? i think some of them did yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, some of them did but it's like okay now you know we can leave the steampunk stuff we right can leave the the bow ties and the you know tweed blazers and the yeah you know and it's, and it's that, not that that's all like so for some people that stuff is real that's true that's that's true that's that, fair. for some people that stuff is real but, but for like others it's like a cocoon it's kind of a yeah I I don't know how to describe it but I, I mean like they bust out of that then they kind of you know you call it normal but I mean they just they find themselves whatever that may yeah be, whatever they, it is yeah. that they're more comfortable in right but the pipe went with them yeah and so it's like well they got they got what they needed out that's of right it. and that thing was the pipe I just say. <laughs> Our goal should be here not to destroy the cardigan guy, but to save him and save the pipe smoker within. Ooh. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Anyway, I love this because when my cousin brought this up to me, it was specifically <laughs> because of the pipe. He had no idea about like the Anglican connection, didn't really kind of connect that's, the Yorkshire with the cap and like like that's funny. You know, all of these and the country I don't think he even knew the name of the podcast was Country Squire Radio. Yeah, I know, I know, right? And so it's like I, like he had no clue that was the case. How appropriate this piece of uh piece was that's and, cool i'll have to look into this uh into this publication that's, isn't that that's crazy yeah. anyway all right well hey there you go that's uh that's my entry from from the library <laughs> you know hopefully you sat back and you're able to enjoy that and if you did i hope you were enjoying it uh with some great quality uh tobacco and a quality corn cob pipe from our friends at missouri meerschaum and that's right they have of course come out with their series back to our roots that's right you a tweed guy you a cardigan guy you wearing something other than tweed or cardigan it doesn't matter missouri meerschaum has you covered you might be a recovering tweed guy there you go or a recovering cardigan guy you might just be a pipe smoker but you're not going to be in recovery for missouri mirrors oh <laughs> we do know that that's next level we do know that <laughs> nice and, uh they've come out with this great uh back to our roots series and it's a lot of fun they've really uh tried to play up their um you know their offerings of a you know really good pipe at a reasonable price and uh, this new series comes out at four uh with four different shapes uh they've got the bracken the maddox the boon and the xenon and uh, each one of these shapes has a little different uh, feel to it, a little different aesthetic. Uh, the Xenon is actually a hardwood, a maple, apple, 
uh, diplomat shape uh, bowl, which is really nice. They all feature kind of a, a nice light stain uh, with an emerald green stem and a, and a beautiful nickel ferrule there at the end of the of the shank. And so just very elegant pipes, uh, very reasonably priced and something that uh, is going to make a nice statement uh, without being too, uh, too garish or anything. It's really a lovely piece. So go check them out. You can go to corncobpipe.com and the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum will send one right to your front door. And big thanks to the friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week coming in from Jack Rohde. He says, howdy, Bo and John David. I need your recommendations, please. Thanks to the magic of DNA testing, I recently learned that I am 51% Scott. Look at that. Yeah, great Scott. He's so he's so Scott, he's, he's drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I left you hanging, but I feel like yep. that no, kind of deserved it. <laughs> that, that's, I, I, it, get, it, get, it got what it deserved. Yeah. Uh, so which came as a complete surprise. I now find myself wanting to fully explore my heritage and the journey will of course require uh, an appropriate pipe and tobacco of Scottish descent. Okay. This is actually, this actually gets into what we were just talking about, right? Okay. Like, yeah. so we've got somebody and the, there's kind of a reason why he wants to kind of identify because he wants to kind of connect with his heritage. Kind yeah, of understand sure. it. And obviously the pipe is going to play a part into this. 
Uh, he goes on and says, would you be so kind as to steer me in the right direction? I'm looking for both pipe recommendation. Uh, I currently enjoy Bink's favorite and a, any bent bulldog design, as well as tobacco recommendations, preferably non-aromatics. Thanks so much for your help. Look forward to discovering new favorites. So like I said, he's he's looking to kind of like express his kind of newfound yeah. heritage well, uh, in, yeah. in his uh, pipe selection of that sort of thing. So, it's interesting, yeah, because it, it's actually in some way kind of dovetails nicely with some of our content today. Um, totally. You know, unint- I mean, plants. It was totally planned. So Scotland, obviously, is a part of Great Britain, has a, you know, shared wonderful history within the UK of credible tobacco legacy. You know, the most obvious tobacco to me that comes up is one that we all know of, and it's called Presbyterian mixture. Yeah, and you're like, well, why is that Scottish? And so, some people, you know, may or may not know what, depending on your understanding of church history, when the Church of Scotland came over to the New World, they started identifying themselves as Presbyterians because that was their form of church government. Similarly, when the English Church, the Anglican Church, came to the New World, a lot of these people started referring to themselves as uh, Episcopalians. That's because their church is, has an Episcopal form of government. Right. And they didn't, you know, we're in America. They don't want to necessarily refer to themselves as, you know, English people because we've, we're, you know, we're trying to start a new country here and all that kind of stuff. England, and, not as popular as a brand back then. Yeah, not, not at that time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, church of England. So, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Come again. Episcopal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can get on board with that. I don't know what it means. Yeah, I like, like, what, yeah. what does it mean? I, Jesus. You're, I, it's fine. you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, the the Scottish Scottish Presbyterians uh, kind of come from the Church of Scotland and uh, Episcopals kind of come from the, the Church of England. Right. The Presbyterian that is interesting. That blend, if I'm remembering my, my tobacco history right here, that blend was made in London for a Presbyterian minister in either Edinburgh or Inverness in Scotland. Okay. So, so there's a Scottish minister, right. Who would have been a Presbyterian because that's what the church of Scotland is. Yep. And, and he had a personal tobacco blend and they started calling it the Presbyterian mixture because that's what that Presbyterian guy up in the Highlands smoked. right? Right. And that's how that blend got its name. And so, so that would be the most in my mind, appropriate tobacco for uh for a for a newly found scotsman that's a good yeah. get right there okay yeah. all right so now as far as a pipe goes i would point you to anything from Rattrys. uh Rattrys pipes are uh i think currently made in the chacombe factory but it's a legacy uh scottish brand scottish uh name it's you know scottish inspired you know this is you know tobacco the, the tobaccos and their pipes obviously have a great history and lineage in Scotland. And so, uh, you know, I think you should uh, certainly explore those. And they have a lot of themes, like their pipes have little thistles on them and little, um, you know, Celtic knots and things like that, that I think are very, you know, quintessentially Scottish. Nice. And so, um, anyway, pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So what you want to do is you want to get a Scotty, uh, you want to get the Rattrys pipe and you want to pack it with some Presbyterian mixture. Is that right? You nailed it. Did I? You nailed it, dude. I've been trying. All right, this is bad. I, I will not, out of principle, compliment you on a lot of your accent. <laughs> Fair, but you did. You did pretty good that time. I've been. I've been actually kind of like. So so this audio drama I'm working on, oh, like, uh, there's a character that I'm I'm worried that I'm going to end up having a, the voice right, and <laughs> and he needs to have kind of a Scottish accent. It needs to be a subtle Scottish accent with kind of like a pirate bent, but not like an overly pirate bent. And so I've been working on trying to find it right. Well, so it's like maintain, but you have to. 
It needs to maintain a subtle Scottish accent, but in order to get a subtle Scottish accent, you have to like like master an actual Scottish accent. Yeah, and I am not sure. there yet. Like any Scotman, Scott is like, that's not always something like, oh, like, like they're, they're like, oh, like no, none of them are thinking that's good, but I'm, I'm working on it that's so that so I can hilarious. bring it down. Like I'm trying, I'm, I'm starting out of 10, but I'm going to bring it down to a three. I promise y'all I'm going to bring it back. Bring it down to three. I want to say, I, I could be wrong. Uh, one of our UK listeners could, um, could, could correct me on this, but I want to say in about, about 10 years ago, they had a prime minister named Gordon Brown. Okay. And if I'm remembering right, Gordon Brown was a Scot, but he spent most of his life in England huh. and had that exact accent you're talking about. So it was like Gordon a, Brown. you could tell he was, he wasn't prime minister long, I don't think, but like he had a, he had a Scottish accent, but it was soft. Like it kind of had the the hard edges kind of rounded off of it a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'll start I, I kind of know what speeches. you're talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it. That's interesting. I think that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at like, I can match a voice, you know, pretty well. Right. Like, especially like the cadence. And then I can generally, if it's in my wheelhouse, I can get there. But like, uh, I've, I've, I just haven't found the voice to listen to. So I'll, I'll check him out. Gordon Brown. That's good. man. <laughs> I could be totally wrong. We'll get our UK listeners to chime in. This isn't yeah. it at all. Hello. No, no, that's right, not even exactly. see, that's, that's Scottish. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jack, hopefully you found that helpful. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, send it to the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. All right, man, we're continuing on. Jeremy is setting us on the path trying to create our perfect pipe, and uh, he has some more selections for us. Are you ready, sir? Oh, delicious. Yes. All right. Straight or bent? Straight. We uh, are fans of a straight pipe here. Like a bent, but but I think we typically go, like I think both of us typically go for you a know, straight pipe. years ago when I first started this podcast, I would have been nine and a half out of ten straight pipes. Yeah. And now I'm probably more like a like a seven out of 10. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like maybe even a six and a half out of 10. Like I, like I'm definitely a straight pipe guy, but like I, I've got some bent pipes in my collection that I appreciate, but yeah, on average, I'm going to, I'm going to pull for, I mean, admittedly, some of my favorite pipes actually are bent, but if I'm, if I'm making the choice, you know, like I, I just like a straight pipe. There's something about pointing with a straight pipe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's great for gesturing. It really is. I just think they smoke better. They, they also, and then clean easier as well. Acrylic or vulcanite ebonite stem? Uh, vulcanite or ebonite. I have been loving some acrylic stems lately. Well, I used to be a vulcanite purist, but I love me some acrylic stems. They don't stems. show teeth marks as bad. Exactly. They don't oxidize. They're, I mean, you just don't have to fool with them as much. You know, they're more durable. I, I mean, there's reasons people like acrylic. Yeah. You know, you've got these really high-end Italian pipes. Like, you know, that's there's a reason Costello uses acrylic. You know, they just have... I mean, you know, people love them. Was it Russ that was very recently like shaming me over the status of my Vulcanite stems? Russ could shame you for a lot of things. This is so true. that sounds that sounds that about could, right. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> he shaming me hard, man. <laughs> it was fair. I, I like ebonite stems. They're soft on my teeth. The way they cut those stems, the stem can be a whole lot thinner. Yeah. So I can really appreciate the delicateness of that on your on your teeth. But they're they but they are delicate. They really are. They show wear really bad. They if you don't take care of them, which I don't take care of my pipes the way I should. You know, they start looking like, you know, old cheese or something. I mean, it just yeah. you know, they get kind of kind of grubby looking. Yeah. All right. Large bowl or small bowl? I'll go with large. I feel like this is this is relative. Like 
It depends. It depends. Like, so like a large bowl in terms of like, like a large, large bowl. Mm-hmm. No, but I also don't want a small, like a medium sized bowl mm-hmm. might be kind of large for me. I mean, like, you know, we're shorter guys mm-hmm. and like, I feel like, you know, if you get like a big pipe and you're like chomping down on it. It, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the doesn't whole mess. aesthetic. Doesn't, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I'm with you. And so I feel like, I feel like for me, more of a medium sized bowl. I like a small bowl for like when I'm tasting new tobaccos, I've got like one or two of those that I kind of pull for if I'm just, you know, kind of doing a real quick. Yeah you know, sampling some stuff, but no, I like a, I like a, a good size medium bowl. I think for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, symmetrical or asymmetrical design. Yeah. Um, I, I have to go with symmetrical. I do have some asymmetrical pipes that I love. As a matter of fact, I picked one up in Chicago. I got a Trey Rice blowfish, which is just an outstanding. Oh yeah. Pipe. Yeah. yeah. It smokes like a champ. Uh, worth every penny I paid for it, but on average, I'm more of a symmetrical pipe smoker. Okay, so. all right, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, symmetrical as well. Yeah, not opposed to an asymmetrical, just just prefer symmetrical. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Those are the quick fire questions from Jeremy. Hey, if you got some quick fire questions for us, send them into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio. dot com. Your thoughts, your, your comments, comments. listener Listen feedback. Listener feedback coming in from Nick Valdez. He says, hey, fellas, hope everyone is well. Listen to the recent mailbag, oh, Miami mailbag episode. Uh, he says, uh, episode, I wanted to point out something. You guys had this feeling that, oh, here it comes. You guys had this feeling that your being in Miami is more of a detour. However, Miami, a.k.a. North Cuba, might be, might be, have been a great place for you to involve some topics related to cigars, particularly Cuban cigars. As an ambassador of the tobacco leaf, uh, you both are in a position to bring these types of topics to the table, especially in the city like Miami. Cubano people have a rich history and culture related to the tobacco leaf industry. I feel you may have missed an opportunity to visit, explore some of those references. Yeah. Regardless, your show is always great. You guys are amazing. Please keep up the excellent work product. Uh, this is from Nick. Nick, I, this is fair. Man, well played. Yeah. yeah I mean, c- certainly, um, certainly true. Yeah. Um, and we did we did record about some cigars down there, but we didn't do any kind of centric. Yeah. Go out and explore the Miami cigar scene or any of that kind of stuff, which obviously, you know, is prolific. So, uh, yeah, man, well, well said. Uh, you know, obviously the history that the Cuban people have with the you know, advent of the cigar and the development of it. And then it's, you know, as the diaspora of, you know, Cubans that have come to America and other countries to continue uh, making these cigars, uh, you know, has, has happened. Uh, they've just got better and better. So, um, man, yeah, missed, missed opportunity. Um, we, we could have done more. We probably we de- should have done more. We definitely could have. Yeah, yeah definitely. Could no, have. it's, it's, it's absolutely fair. That's good feedback and we appreciate yep. it. But yeah, would no. love to go to Cuba and see, some of that did, did you know i i learned cool. something recently and I, yeah. I should have already known this but um did you know you you used to only be able to get a cohiba if fidel castro gave it to you himself that's not an urban legend that's true it's true that's that's true like he had to he had to give it to you it was his cigar right and then they eventually wound up making this like a you know something that was a little more accessible. No, it was like a like I remember interesting? like amba- like ambassadors and and the like like it was like a, a right like you know you never smoke them you just like put them up and you're off right <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I thought that was an urban legend. I didn't know that was true. I'm pretty sure it's true. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. Go. All yep. right. Well, there you go. You know, next time we're in Miami, we will definitely do some more. Cigar work. Yes. I think I think that's that is uh fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, what are we gonna mess up in Vegas? What are we messing up in Houston? Barbecue. We didn't Ooh. do enough barbecue. Yep. Yep. 
We can yep. fix that tonight, actually. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, man, I think it's time to go ahead and clock uh, clock it in so we can uh, get out there. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, of course, you can keep up with us. You can follow John David at John David Cole. You can follow the shop at underscore Country Squire. You can follow the show at Squire Radio. You can also find all that information and more at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, you know, I, uh, I, I got to tell you, I hope you enjoyed that article because I remember I the, the first time I read it, like, like I could not think about you for one thing. And like, <laughs> I almost sent it to you immediately. And I was like, no, no, I am saving this for a for, yep. from the library. You did the right thing. Yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I encourage folks to, to look it up and see if, uh, see if you think we identify with, uh, with cardigan man or with, uh, <laughs> we, we hope Tweet. we don't. Tweed guy or cardigan yeah, or, guy or second wave tweed guy. Yeah. I kind I kind of hope I'm not cardigan man, but um, you know, I tweed guy. I can I can see that maybe. It's know. a yeah, it's a pair. I, I hope think, it's authentic. If there's element, like, like, that's the thing. You own a pipe shop. You I mean, own a history pipe shop. I, I, yes, I, I you're all, you you blend pipe tobacco. <laughs> like you're the guy that other guys are trying to be. You know right. what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure you know in this mix you're 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 not you're not either of these these individuals. I, I I didn't decide to become an Anglican because I really like C.S. Lewis. I'll put it that way. I'm well, like, you know, you know, so you were just predestined to. Uh, well, <laughs> as a good Presbyterian would say. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.